Welcome to The Art of Social Media, a podcast by Social Pilot. We host in-depth discussions with world-leading social media marketing experts that will help you discover the techniques, strategies, and skills you need to use to grow your business using social media. Now, here's your host, Tejas Mehta. Welcome back to the next episode of our podcast. Today we have Sujan Patel, one of the greatest marketeers of our time. I've been following Sujan for quite some time on LinkedIn. Sujan is the co-founder of Mailshake and Ramp Ventures. He has experience both on the agency side as well as scaling a lot of SaaS companies. Sujan, welcome to the show. Really happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm pumped to talk to you today. Wonderful. How is the weather in Austin? Uh, it's freezing. It's, it's snowing right now. So not normal here. Snowing in Texas is something which is, this is the only second time that I'm hearing this. It's been crazy for the last three years, I think, for Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to, I've never said this ever, but I'm looking forward to our 100 degree summers <laughs> at this point. Right. Wonderful. I'm going to jump on to difficult questions, Sujan. That was an easy one for you, but help me understand. How is digital marketing changing? You've been in the industry for quite some time. How are things different last 15 years, last 10 years and right now? Yeah, so I've been doing this for 20 years. A lot has changed. Yeah, you know, I think it, you know, back when I started, it was very SEO, SEM, and display. All right. I think that was really the three areas as a company could spend and invest in digital marketing. Right. And now, well, first of all, there's more channels, right? Social has become a thing. And then even in social, there's paid social. And then and there's a lot more, I think, more retargeting inside of everything you do, you can map kind of a little bit more targeted messaging through either social or all the channels combined. So you can kind of guide the buyer journey, or you can advertise or market alongside a buyer's purchase process. So I say, you know, I look at this as it's gone from two dimensional of you have three channels to invest in back in 2005 to or three to 2000 to 2005 to You've got multiple channels, and then you also have it's three dimensional. So you've got a lot more depth in where you can you can advertise or, or market, and then not to mention so socials become a big thing, but also new social channels like TikTok has come about, Snapchat, and then influencer marketing is a whole new channel, right? So like now there's these celebrities or folks that have built their personal brand, right? That can be a part or, or actually be a whole channel of its own. Interesting. So now, effectively, tons of more channels, even more difficult for new brands and marketers to understand and crack something. That sounds like a really challenging aspect. Yeah, I mean, and all, I mean, it's more competitive, more saturated, more expensive to do everything. And so I think it's it's more important now than ever to actually make sure you have a cohesive strategy. You can't like, you know, back when I started, you just get lucky. You can get lucky really easily. If you were like, I'm going to start investing in SEO, like a year later, you would get some results here. If you invest in SEO and you just had a bad strategy, you would get no results, let alone nothing along the way. Right. So I think strategy uh, matters more than ever and execution. Obviously, execution always matters. Uh, but execution is significantly more difficult with the compounding nature of new channels in the depth. Sure. I saw a lot of uh, great points there, Sujan. One of the things was buyer journey. Talk to me more about it. What do you mean by mapping buyer journey and how would I do it? Yeah. So think about like 
the buyer journey of buying toothpaste and the buyer journey of buying a car, very different, right? One is like a very simple buying toothpaste. I need toothpaste. I go to the grocery store and let's we're talk about digital here. So I go to Amazon, I go to Walmart, I go to I Google toothpaste. And then I'm like, oh, which one should I buy? Oh, this one's on sale. Like, oh, I can get this tomorrow. When do I need this? You know, Amazon can get me today in the next hour. You know, Walmart could do the same. And then I go on Facebook. I don't buy anything because I'm, I've got decision paralysis, uh, option paralysis. And then I get marketed on Facebook like toothpaste brands, you know? And then I click on one of them. And sometimes it's the same toothpaste I already saw and I go buy it, right? Like toothpaste buying has never been so complicated, but you also never had to do that. You never had the opportunity to do that online. Now take that same thing and look at it for a car buyer's journey, right? And this is still B2C transaction. B2B is still more, I would say B2B is more similar to a, a car purchase. So I'm buying a car. I go to the dealerships. I look at you know a Porsche. I look at uh, Mercedes and I look at a couple models and I give them my email address, I give them my contact information, I do a couple of test drives, I do some negotiation, I don't end up buying. I go home, I do some more Googling, or sometimes even the search, the starts path starts at, I go to Google and I Google like XYZ reviews, I go to YouTube and look at reviews, or maybe this happens after fact, it doesn't matter. Now all of a sudden I get remarketed, I get targeted ads around these things, right? I get CarMax targeting me saying, oh, like look at all the things I've got on Facebook, I can actually scroll on my app to look at different models that they've got and actually maybe even click on one, maybe even schedule a purchase, an appointment, or actually if I'm crazy enough, which by the way, I'm a big car guy, you can actually buy the car online like and never have to talk to anybody. I've done like like maybe four or five car purchases, sight unseen, very, you know, once or twice with no sales rep. But anyways, and then they get delivered to you or you go pick it up. But oftentimes there's a lot of research phase and that's done in multiple sessions. If I'm on my desktop, I'll like look at maybe a, some uh, reviews. And on my phone, I might watch the YouTube video or like I get remarketed and, and go see it. Eventually, I might buy or make an appointment now to revisit the dealership or a new dealership or check out a different model. Then there's like, think about like if I'm looking for Porsche and Mercedes, I might get marketed by Genesis, like a luxury blend by Hyundai that's trying to compete with these two companies. I might get marketed by Audi, like, oh, buy an Audi instead, right? Like, so like now all of a sudden, like I've got like seven options of cars I want to buy. And you make you 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 eventually you you go do more research, maybe make some more appointments, or these two main manufacturers can follow you around and and go buy. Uh, or maybe the journey as you buy from like Vroom or any of these online retailers or online dealership like Carvana who ship you a car or whatnot. And, and now you've got a car shipped to you. Maybe it's the same one you researched in the beginning, but maybe it's not. You know, I think the point here is there's many places for Porsche to lose the sale. There's many places for Porsche to close the deal without the customer being at the dealership. And there's many places for upstarts manufacturers like Tesla and Genesis that are like not even in the consideration at this point of this buyer journey to insert themselves as options and steal the deal, right? And I would say that's a very somewhat of a similar process to a B2B transaction. Think about you're buying Salesforce, you're buying a ERP system, you're whatever, right? Like same thing, like 
there's many touch points replaced in person with maybe a phone call or Zoom meeting. Interesting. That's a very insightful uh, way to kind of analyze buyer's journey. It sounds to me that social is playing an important role in the buyer's journey. Is that your conclusion as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's conscious and unconscious bias formation and nudging towards a decision. And the decision might be no, right? Not going to happen. It might be a different option. It might be continuing strengthening option one, right? Or option two, the options you were originally considering, new options and no no decision, right? Or like a no is the decision. One from just like remarketing, two from like, so manufacturers doing remarketing and advertising, two from persona targeting, advertising based off persona targeting and interest, right? This is basic stuff that's been around for the last decade, 2010 to 2020. But now there's algorithm bias, right? So like I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn. All of a sudden, like I just see more Porsches pictures. I just see more cars. I noticed my friend from like high school has a Porsche too. And like, I want to buy a Porsche, right? Like that's a cool Porsche. What do you think? And this is actually a buyer journey I actually experienced. I was uh, in the market for an SUV from a Porsche, Mercedes, and BMW. And like literally my friend from high school, I haven't spoken to in like 20 years or 15 years. Like, oh yeah, he's got a 911 too. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's cool. I didn't know that. Like, hey, we got something in common, right? I got all this on like Facebook groups recommended, LinkedIn, not so much of like on the Porsche journey, but like if you're in B2B and software sales, you'd see the exact same thing, more conversations to help you kind of engage. And ultimately... Uh, you might see influencers on YouTube make these videos of like how to do this. So if I'm in a buyer journey of a car, I will look at like Doug DeMiro, Top Gear, all these you know folks that are reviewing the car. If I'm if I'm buying a CRM, I might look at you know VP of Sales in like just authorities I respect like KD on LinkedIn. That's just like oh this guy's like I trust his opinion on a CRM, and he just happens to, I happen to see a message about like how everyone gets buying a CRM on naturally, right? From the algorithm. So I think social has a lot of influence. And again, like influencers have a lot more influence on because of social as well. So there's the algorithm and then there's that influencer in, influence from intersecting themselves in the conversation. So looks like uh, with algorithm bias, influencer marketing and, you know, hacking the buyer's journey, right? Well-established brands can kind of, you know, really win the game. But how would a new brand win? Like, how would a newer brand compete? What is it that they need to do to get into this sacred space? I think they need, first and foremost, they need to be laser targeted on what you do well and who you are selling to, right? So think about like, so I'll give you a very concrete example. Mailshake, sales engagement software. There are 78 players in the space out there. That's a lot. And we started when there was like, 15 to 20. And there was already a lot then, right? There are, you know, we compete with outreach. Our functionality is similar to outreach, sales loft, you know, a couple other ones. I just look at the big two players, right? Outreach and sales loft. Mailshake got similar functionality, but we're laser targeted on the SMB. And, and our buyer persona is actually this. And the, the buyer persona is a sales rep. And even more, like we know we win, we win in two areas, S, one to five teams one to five sales team, uh, one to five person sales team, and M, five to 20 person sales teams in the medium-sized businesses. Everyone else, go buy outreach and sales off. 
we'll actually tell you to do that, right? Why? Because we know we can win there. We're building software there, we're marketing, we're building influence. Um, we have a lot of customers who are in that category helping us get influence. And so laser targeting also allows us not to waste any money on the folks that we probably shouldn't use our software. And frankly, you know, we're, we're geared to one to 20 employee sales teams. Somebody in 25 or 50 team members could use us too, but we cannot effectively market and target them and sell to them. We can sell to them if they become an inbound lead, but the cost of marketing to them goes through the roof because once I get outside of my like super core target, it becomes incredibly expensive. The people that I'm bidding against, you know, all you have to remember every single advertising platform out there is a bidding system, aka if outreaches and Salesforce are bidding against me, right? I have to pay more. I cannot pay more because of my contract value and, and, and whatnot. So it's this like, once you get out of these laser targets, it oftentimes becomes a lot of waste of money and effort. And so I think for new companies who want to compete, find what you're amazing at as a brand, as a company, as a product, and find who you're amazing for and double down in those two things. Be more amazing with your messaging, with your product offering, and share that message to that person, right? Sometimes that message might, uh, sometimes it might be a pain point of that persona. Sometimes it might be a resolution to that pain point, right? So calling out the pain point or message uh, targeting, addressing that pain point. Interesting. Uh, makes a lot of sense. And Sujan, this is what we experienced as well at Social Pilot. When we entered the market, there were like tons of players already, like Hootsuite and Buffer and Sprout Social Extra. But we, like Mailshake, focused on the SME market and agency market. And so far, uh, we're doing decent. So I would double down on the targeting front. Great. So let's say the new brand now knows what that brand is targeting for, targeting to what next? Should they then kind of bombard on all the channels to that audience? Should they pick up one channel? How does that work? Oftentimes, once you get the persona down, you'll find out where you can actually target them. Where are they hanging out? Where do they live, right? And where are they not, right? So I think search is kind of default of like everybody goes there. You're always on Google for something, right? So I think you can always advertise on Google for a specific, you know, it's pull marketing. Someone needs toothpaste, they search for toothpaste. Someone needs social scheduling, they search for social scheduling. That's the obvious one, right? That's just a persona and then what are keywords. I think on social channels and whatnot, influencers, where, what are my buyers living on TikTok, Facebook, Snapchat, or, or LinkedIn, you know? And, and if you're B2B, it's LinkedIn. Like that's where it's at. Sometimes Facebook, definitely not Snapchat. And like influencers, I might not be able to afford TikTok advertising because they're kind of still in the early stages of their advertising platform. But I might be able to get some influencers to talk about us. So I have a company called Right Inbox. It's a, a Chrome extension for Gmail. Adds a lot more functionality, um, similar to like Boomerang and, and 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 such. Anyways, we've got a lot. Influencer marketing through social channels has been a huge gain for us. Our, some of our videos that we've paid to folks to make, they're not like you got to use Right Inbox. It's so cool, but it's like, oh, like. If you're a sales rep, you're probably taking notes everywhere. Did you know you could do it this way, like way easier? You know, it's like a compelling problem or problem and then compelling solution. Um, 
And so we're advocating, you know, we're promoting a feature and whatever. But anyways, we've got tens of hundreds, thousands of views for hundreds of dollars in these, in these video sponsorships. And so it's gotten a lot more outreach. And so, yeah, people search for like, how do I take notes in Gmail? Okay. There's so many people searching for that. I can write all these blog posts for my persona who would be taking notes on Gmail, but I can then go on social and talk, target pay influencers to make videos who have audiences who would you, who are my target customer and talk about a solution. So a lot more places, but as soon as again, I go outside of my like persona and where they live, I'm now talking to not my customers. And you might, oftentimes it feels like you're doing well, but it ends up in, in very little to no results. Makes a lot of sense. Tons of channels, choose the one where your customers live and start with that and see how that goes. Makes a lot of sense. Help me understand, how is the role of content changing in all this? Where is content marketing going with time? I think content is the, in my opinion, is the, is the key for brands to win uh, long-term, I guess like, I think content is how you build your brand. It's the core touch point, in my opinion. The person who educates the customer wins the influence and earns the brand reputation. And so content, like, for example, your blog, guides, ebooks, used to be white papers, you know, webinars is a good one, podcasts, right? You've got this podcast, people who listen to your podcast, like, they're going to be fans of Social Pilot, just a fact. Right? They're going to like listen to one, they're going to listen to two, they're going to listen to 10. And now they're like, my tool of choice is social pilot. Like you've earned that reputation. And so I think content is the messaging, is the mix that you can go out there with. And it's not just, it's, content is not the, content is the, the like what, the how you do it is through education. And, and again, like, do your customers listen to podcasts? Do they watch webinars? Do they read eBooks? Should you write a book? all those things. So the things like that are, that's how I think content can get out there. And again, like content plus social, I think that's, that's kind of how you get in front of folks. Interesting. The Art of Social Media is brought to you by Social Pilot. To find out more about Social Pilot and how we can give you everything you need to hit your social media marketing goals, visit socialpilot.co. And then make sure to search for The Art of Social Media in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Social Pilot, thanks for listening.